0: Broken Dev Podcast analyzes what makes Olympic athletes, comedians, writers, and creatives great. These in-depth conversations delve into the breakthroughs we experience when we destigmatize mental health and move past the roadblocks within our minds. This podcast asks tough questions without taking itself too seriously. It's one part sports psychology, one part road talk therapy. Sponsored by Kilo. Executive produced by Ellen Utrecht. I'm your host, Danny Simmons. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, support, endorse, tag, comment, word of mouth. Don't forget Bitcoin, Ethereum, NFTs, Dogecoin, Patreon. You know, Patreon. I don't have one, but someone does. Jordan Lawley, he's here today. Come on now. It's the Broken Dove Podcast, and we're here with UCSD legend, UC San Diego legend, Jordan Lawley. J-Law, also known as J-Bug, was a four-year starter at UC San Diego, where he led the team to their first ever NCAA berth. That was a birth that was felt around the world while becoming UC's all-time scoring leader, making the most field goals, free throws, and highest field goal percentage in school history. Oh my God. He also finished his collegiate career averaging 21 points per game. He was named NCAA All-American, Daktronics West Coast Player of the Year. Jordan played uh, in, in Mexico. He got 16 points per game there. In New Zealand, 18 points per game there. And in 2014 was selected as one of the top 16 players in the world to play in Barcelona, Spain. Now he's a skills trainer. He's found his stride as a business owner, entrepreneur, inspir- inspiration. Let's say it, unrivaled in the industry. <laughs> We're gonna call him. We're gonna call him. A, I'm gonna call him a life coach. I'm gonna call him a. <laughs> oh my god! Guru. I'll call him. I'll call him a guru for sure. He's traveled all the way around the world. He teaches people not just how to play basketball, but how to handle life. And here he is. Thanks for coming on to the show, Jordan Lolly, Sock founder. We'll say it, High Sock Club founder. Oh! You know. I- Oh, you HSC, know I I respect the cast. thanks for coming on
1: hsc brother. baby dan simmons honest to god that was the best podcast intro i've ever heard in my life not <laughs> necessarily the intro on me but your intro for this podcast was unbelievable unprecedented
0: hey dude what a so, so you just tell us about what's behind us what are we looking at this is gorgeous
1: so this is our new gym. We just actually put this together. Got the court redone. Brought in uh, a bunch of people. We've partnered with Mitchell and Ness, which is a clothing brand company. Repland Football Agency, who is uh, one of the biggest football agencies. Great baseball agency as well. Um, Sanford Medical, which is a huge company out of the Dakota health industry. So they do our strength conditioning, our rehab. Uh, and then we have a golf academy. So in our facility, we have uh, a professional golf academy with full simulator with undulated greens and pretty much a one-stop shop where you can come here, train, have a good time, enjoy your company, get better at whatever you want to, whatever sport you want. We have a a batting cage for guys like Dan Simmons who are absolute sticks on the mound. Practice your swing as well because I know you need that. So it's a lot of great, (laughs) a lot of great things under one roof. So uh, to help our athletes uh, achieve success.
0: That's amazing. So what's a day in the life? Like for you, obviously you, I mean, you have content, you are uh-huh. you're teaching your training. Tell us a little bit about that if you can. So
1: day in the life now has changed a ton. I have two young ones with another on the way. So I allocate a lot of my workload off to my, uh, my employees, the people that I have hiring, doing my, my content creation, doing our, my editing, doing my, my training sessions with a lot of the groups. So uh, what I'll do is I'll all- allocate about three to four hours of actual on-court work, whether it be professionals for an hour, hour and 15 minutes, uh, then an amateur group. So I'm able to see kind of quantitatively uh, more players than, to, you know, for a shorter span of time. And then I'll always allocate around 45 minutes to film uh, film content, which is a huge, huge part of our market in today's day and age. Uh, so whether it be evergreen content that we create to, to promote for, you know, for sales, uh, online sales. Or just online product, uh, online content to to push across TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube. So um, content is, is a big driving force in today's in, in our industry today. So so we have to allocate a, a, a good chunk of time toward it.
0: That's amazing, I, I, and I, I got to say your your content is major key. It's really good. I mean, obviously, and thanks for taking your time out of the day to answer some questions. Now, obviously. You're not just a, a content guy. I've seen the shot. I've seen you dunk in, <laughs> in the flesh. I've seen you dunk, I believe, on people, but maybe it wasn't. I don't, you know, memory is a, we'll a say blur. We'll say, yeah, we'll say, we'll say it was. Yeah, it was we'll, a, we'll say, say I've it was. Seen, it was two hands. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was a full, the full Monty. So I respect anybody who can throw it down. Um, come on. That's all that really matters. Like, that's why we love the dunk dunk contest. That's why we like basketball. Yep. The dunk, the alley-oop, baby. So tell, tell us, let's just get right into it. Tell us about the Tesla story you know uh the tumor obviously and how you overcame yeah. that mentally like that's such an inspiring part and it's part of you know who you are as a person now
1: oh yeah it's a big big part of who i am now so in 2018 i actually got in a car accident uh on the freeway uh driving in the, in the carpool lane and some person went over a double white lines and uh side me as i was driving past them and uh ended up spinning on the spinning around 12 It felt like 12 times But I ended up hitting 12 cars in the process, Uh, spun around a few times, and uh, had to crawl out the back of my car. But ended up walking away from it. My knees were kind of banged up, so it was about like a a couple days later. I I asked my my doctor and you know if I can get an MRI on my on my knees. I actually asked my lawyer uh, for the car accident if I had my knees because I could barely like move around on the court, so it was affecting my my job productivity and sure enough, I, I went in, kind of went to go into my MRI. And uh, as I was getting ready to get into the tube, like, okay, so just to let you know, the MRI is going to go from the top of the head to the middle of your chest. And I was like, well, not really a, a doctor or anything, but that's a lot of real estate, you know, between my neck and my knees, like, you sure it's going to reach down there. And they were like, <laughs> Oh, no, no, you're, your lawyer and doctor wanted it for your upper neck. And I was like, Oh, maybe they're doing this, you know, for the case or something, or maybe, you know, they saw something on, you know, my chiropractor visit, I don't know, uh, whatever, we'll just do it. And, and I'll schedule the other one for another time. And yeah. I'm very loose. I'm very loose structure and, and fluid, just like you, Dan, like when it comes yeah. to
0: just give you me know, these skill. kind of things,
1: just go, go with the flow, like whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't until a couple of weeks, like about five, six days later when, um, I was doing a chiropractor visit where they were like, Oh yeah, we got your results, uh, for the MRI. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm sure it's just a little bit, you know, messed up. And they said nothing about the tumor at that point. So it wasn't until like another week after that, where I went in for my next, you know, uh, chiropractor visit. And they were, uh, the woman who was the practitioner on me, she got my, uh, results, she got my, my paper out, my MRI results. And she was like, uh, she, this was different from the beginning from the first one. And she was like, uh, actually it's, it says that you have like a, a three centimeter, you know, 3. something centimeter mass. Like attached to your oh. cerebellum like near your brain stem it's actually impeding your brain stem like you, it might it's probably nothing but you might want to get that looked at and uh, at the time I actually had a swollen lymph node <laughs> oh, and like, I, that, like yeah. I was sick and I was like I was like ah oh, no it's probably that like I'm just, just trying to write everything I'm just, just trying to write off anything <laughs> you no know, just getting swole just
0: swollen nodes yeah. you know uh, just a, you're just a cold brew and you're like no no you it's, have a you three know, and a half centimeter mass in your brain not a cold brew so <laughs> like Wow. <laughs> so we ended up
1: we ended up, long story short, we ended up uh, finally going in to get a brain MRI and yeah. they found out that it was a, an acoustic neuroma. And um, it's a benign tumor, so thank God it was it was non-cancerous, yeah. but uh, based off its location, uh, it was it could it could have left me paralyzed had had I not taken care of it at a time because it was pushing against my brain stem and um, the tumor itself was actually on my acoustic nerve, which affects hearing my uh vestibular nerve which affects balance and then my facial nerve which affects uh the right side of my face. So they let me know like, hey, this is something that's extremely serious. We need a rush to get it, you know, to get it out. And um so I had to to do that. She's like, but just let you know, like you're gonna be deaf in the right ear. Like you're gonna have possibly lose uh like any motion or ability in your right side of your face. And then your balance is gonna be like a geriatric for rest of your life if you know if it does get any better so so i was like you know what f it we found it like let's do this like thank god like it's a god thing and we take it one step further um i never really asked my my sister-in-law like who she worked for but come to find out like after we brought it up to my family that Mm -hmm. she works for one of the top neurosurgeons in the country whose father literally wrote the procedure on how to extract acoustic neuromas so it was like that's a Oh, super flex, bro. So it was this like complete, <laughs> yeah, right. complete God thing on wow. how all of these pieces kind of pushed together. And, you know, this crazy situation, this uncommon situation just literally was able to take form and, and unfold. And we ended up having the surgery and um, everything was, was solid. Actually, uh, the hardest part on the recovery um, was the fact that when I woke up, my my left glute was dead so there's a portion like a uh probably say like two golf balls like maybe a little bit smaller than a baseball uh dead muscle tissue in my glute because of how long i was on the surgeon's table for 12 hours and they couldn't move me so like i got off of that like gurney got off that got out of the got out of the the operating room and my left butt cheek looked like Nicki minaj and my right butt cheek just looked like (laughs) pancake like it was <laughs> off, it was off. Put like some butter on pain. and some
0: syrup, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Clap it together. It was that's excruciating. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No, no, That that's in, that's intense. Yeah, 12 hours. Now, obviously, si- still successful. Do you consider it a successful procedure? Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Turmeric. So, so then we oh, got to give a little bit of a shout out to the neurosurgeon, right? Who do, who do we have yes. on, the, on the knife? Who do we have?
1: Dr. Dr. Elmeski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey.
0: <laughs> yeah. hey, thank you. Hey, thank you, Doc. Come on. Dr. El Mefte. El yeah.
1: Doctor Doctor El mefty at Barrow Institute. Barrow or Barrow uh, Institute. Wow.
0: So what was it? Yeah, so so phenomenal. you know, so in, and obviously your how is your hearing now on your right side of your face? What's going on? Any any
1: so I'm still deaf. That's why I'm rocking the solo pod, baby. Okay. <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice for things like this because I can't hear squat on this side. So everything's concentrated on the on the actual uh headphone so or Uh the airpod so it's phenomenal in that regard so um but for the most part my balance is absolutely atrocious uh so i can make do with the little things like little cues and you know being an athlete dan like all it takes is you you know that focus and determination to get a little bit of it back however uh spotting like targets is extremely difficult so if i'm like moving around, it feels like i'm i'm inebriated like i'm drunk twenty four seven, like my my really slow to like track things. So being on the court and moving difficult because uh, it'll take me a ton of time and it's mo- mostly muscle memory to shoot the basketball um, because I can't spot the rim fast as fast as I once could. So wow. that part is
0: I mean, bad. But you might be able to get that back, right? I mean, cause you kind of are already a miracle There's, in, a, in yeah. of itself. Let's let's show. So,
1: yeah. we'll we'll put that up there in the universe. Like it's, it's <laughs> definitely getting better. Uh, yes. And I'm, as long as i take time on myself and, and focus on on trying to, to develop it then, then i can over, i can overcome it for sure
0: but you're still you know one thing is you look great most importantly i mean obviously Appreciate you can that, be man. flopping around you most important you still got those those sweet blues come on and those uh, dimples yeah. didn't, they, that, that didn't, you didn't you didn't lose that so that's a damn no. good thing still tall come on. I'm the most uncoordinated human ever. That's why I'm a pitcher. So it makes it's all good. It's fine to be, you know, welcome to the club. You're now gangly. Okay. You used to be able to dunk like no problem now. Okay. You're good. You're going to be okay. That's it. But that's, I mean, what a story, dude, you're, you're a living proof. I mean, also you just, you lead by example. I want, I'm curious when you enter the gym, do you have any rituals? Like you know, a lot of the athletes talk about flow state, meditative state to your exercise. Do you do any of those kind of things and what are they and, and, and how do they help you get into the meditative state?
1: Yeah. Uh, praying for me is, is a big one. So I do that oh. on my car ride into, uh, into work typically, uh, for a day like this, you were my prayer. So we, you know, got on the phone, you know, and, and got on this podcast while while I was on the car. So it was in my car. So, uh, but that's always a, a good time for me to get into the right space. And, uh, so that way I can be my best with my clients. Now, when we get on the court with the clients, like that's a thing in itself. And, and that's something that I want to make sure that, you know, is, is so important and, and understood by a lot of young athletes is, is your confidence in, in your preparation going into whatever it is you're trying to accomplish is so freaking important. Your mental space and clarity is something that you need to take more time on than just, you know, the physical skill concepts or, or whatever components of, of you know, of your sport, especially in today's day and age where, you know, there's so many people are are dealing with, you know, mental hardships and and a lot of things that are going on um, across our society's means. And uh, it's just really important for people to to focus on.
0: Yeah. And, and so like, you know, kind of t- talking about that, we have like a second chance, like stop the stigma section of the pod, which is, you know, where we talk about the mental game of life, mental game of sport obviously basketball is a mental game. How have you been challenged and how does the mental, mental health play a role in sports today and obviously basketball and what you're
1: teaching? Yeah. Well, I think uh, like from a, from a, a, life perspective, my, my challenge was definitely the surgery. Um, yeah. And that was a, a huge, a huge kind of like hurdle to overcome uh, from a mental perspective, not necessarily like the physical things. Like I think as an athlete, it's one of our, our blessings is, is we can take an athletic approach to a lot of the things that we're suffering from in real life, Mm -hmm. um, or in life outside of our sport. So I knew from a physical perspective, like I was going to be okay. I was going to be able to overcome a lot of those, uh, physical deficiencies. But, uh, from a mental perspective, like you don't really think like, okay, it's not just about, you know, how this affects me. Like my wife took a toll. She was actually pregnant with our second child, like during my surgery. And there was a lot of things that, um, I never really took into consideration until I was going through it, where you know I I had to realize like okay, the best way for for us to succeed through this you know hard times to have a dialogue first to make sure we air out everything that we're feeling, uh, air out our emotions, air out you know try to clear our heads with with anything that might be detrimental or you know to our family's growth, and that was a huge that was a huge step in the right direction and something that's super important. And, you know, I know there's a lot of outlets today, Um, social media, uh, you know, text, call, you can literally be in contact with anybody, anybody that you haven't seen in 10 years like you, Dan. But, you know, like it's it's really important that you take it one step further and always have that physical engagement that, that, you know, being able to express yourself vocally um, Mm. about how you feel.
0: Cool man. Hey, so that's great that that was our second chance spot. And we're gonna finish with the rapid fire. This is quick. This is as quick as you can go. It's like a getting the ball. You got you got nine shots, and you got to shoot them with a quick release. Okay, so we have quick release. All right, as fast as you can. Lakers or Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Technique or speed. Technique. Clippers or Lakers. Lakers. John Wooden or Phil Jackson.
1: John Wooden, the goat.
0: I know it's easy, right? Favorite warm up song.
1: Oh, Fireman by Little Wayne.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burger or hot dog? Burger. Pizza or pasta?
1: Pizza. Come on.
0: Okay, okay. Tequila or mezcal? Mezcal. Okay. And what's your post-weight training meal, favorite one, or beverage?
1: Oh, islands back in at UCSD. Oh, come pipeline.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta get. I would get the pipeline with the endless fries, dude. So thanks, thanks for coming on. I know you gotta, you got a woner. Uh, this is the Broken yeah. up Podcast. We had Jordan Lolly on, on the pod. Thanks for coming out, brother. Do you want to sh- sh- throw some shout-outs, some plugs, some plug-downies? Yeah.
1: Well, first off, shout-out to you for all the success that you've been having, man. I'm so thankful to call you a friend and a distant one at that, but come on. one of those guys that I can literally pick up the phone and we pick up right where we left off. So I really appreciate your time and your uh, willingness to have me on the podcast.
0: Dude, isn't this great, bro? I mean, you you come on, let's say it. You Half a million people are – minions of j law ball come on this no. is a following you are it's a it is it is a vibe i think
1: it's just because i give i do a lot of giveaways so i think i'm just like really? buying them you know Bu- buy? might dude. be i don't know but hey, big borrow if you steel you got half a million. if you want to get giveaways and come see some basketball content just head on over to at j B ball across all so- social platforms
0: boom baby dude thanks for coming on appreciate it
1: dan my pleasure man